it is going to lead you to whatever the thing is that or wherever you need to go to either correct course or stay the course or whatever the hell it is that you need to do in that moment or become who you need to become or become who you need to become. But those challenges are all there for that reason. Mm -hmm. And if you willingly accept them, you are willingly embracing and accepting your own human evolution and growth. And you are accepting your, your call in the world. You're accepting your passion in the world. You are accepting your nature, what, and, and your, your dreams and your declaration of, of here I am. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Welcome, 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 podcast people. Welcome to Way of the Artist once again for what we believe, as always, is going to be another juicy discussion to dive into, discover a few things, perhaps. We hope that you will join us and enjoy. Uh, today, we've got a really interesting one. Um, I'm going to be honest, Brandon, when this topic kind of came up, it felt like it was right on the money for me personally. Um, but also to a certain extent, uh, it's, it, it almost hit something a little bit vulnerable for me. So I'm like, you know what, this is probably, this is probably something good to get into. And as the title of this one goes, why don't I just go for what I want? That can be a baffling question. One that uh, I know I have in some form asked myself that question very often in frustration. <laughs> I'm just like, why don't I just do this? Or you have a moment where you really did just go for what you wanted and you just go, why don't I just do that more often? You know, like, <laughs> why, don't, why do I not act more this way all the time? Um, so I think in, in this one, we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about our visions, our, our dreams, our deepest desires. Um, and also with that comes our deepest fears, um, for myself speaking, kind of maybe alluding to, to where this is heading into, you know, for me, it's like the reason why I don't go for the things that I, that I really want very often is because of fears, um, so maybe it'll be good for us to just kind of go in, extract what some of that might be about and, uh, and see if we can find some ways forward. Yeah. There's all sorts of reasons why we don't go for what we want. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about some of my own, you know, and I'm thinking about some of the ways in which I'm shortchanging myself. And this is a, I'm very excited about this one. This is a big topic because to me, this is one of the most important things to talk about. And I, I think it's maybe like where you put your attention, where you put your focus, what you think matters, but it's something that in my life, I really wish someone imparted on me when I was younger, you know, because there were times where I was going for what I wanted and there were times where I wasn't. And if someone had, kind of shared with me that vision is such an important part of your journey and that what you ask for or what you declare you want, the universe, if you want to call it that, or your internal self or your higher self or whatever that thing is inside of you that animates you, it doesn't, it doesn't care. Like if you want the best, it will try to get you the best. If you want mediocre, it will try to get you mediocre. It doesn't discriminate. So you want mediocre, you'll show up mediocre because it, re it realizes, well, you only need to be mediocre to get it. And if you want the best, your internal higher self, the universe, whatever you want to call that, that, that thing that animates you will try to make you the best. So if in your heart you want to do greatness, you need to state and declare 
you want greatness and that will help you rise up to it. And I think I wish I knew this earlier because I never would have asked for anything less. And, you know, and I think that there's a lot of us and we, we just kind of start to think that mediocre is all we're allowed to ask for. And that asking for greatness is somehow arrogant or foolhardy or whatever. Right. And so yeah. I'd really like to kind of confront this head on and, and face it. And I don't, I definitely don't know all the answers, but, but I think that for me, I'd like to unravel why that's true. Yeah. And I want to maybe first off, just tackle just kind of what maybe our conditioning is around some of the things that you just said, as in like mediocrity and greatness and all that sort of thing, because, you know, it's in many ways that is a judgment call. Um, but ultimately that's up to every individual. It's like, well, it's whatever your judgment is, you know, it's like, um, because I don't want people to necessarily think that, you know, greatness is, is simply reserved for, you know, the, like the household international household names, you know, like it's, it's, I think it's a bigger proposition than that is it's a broader proposition than that. Um, because to me, ultimately it's like when we think of greatness, sometimes people get caught up in just ideas of, of being famous or it's an adoption of somebody else's or a cultural idea of greatness, as opposed to what is your greatness? Yes. Right. What is, um, you know, this is, this is interesting. I, I had a, um, a Reiki session, you know, like the, the energy healing Reiki with this woman. It was the first time I've ever had like a full, I've had people kind of just do it, you know, like to me and like in, in the past, but just sort of more so like in passing and, and, and it was always something interesting, but I had this full on sort of session with a Reiki master and after, you know, we had a little bit of a chat beforehand and then we had it, a little chat afterwards and they told me sort of what, what they were was coming up for them and what they were sensing in, in my own being. And one of the things that they had said to me was, uh, do you, it's like, do you fear your power? Right. And this wasn't necessarily, I've, I've heard this phrase before and it's maybe a question I've asked myself of, of, do, do I fear my own kind of power or what I, I feel I'm capable of? And it, and I said, I don't necessarily feel like I fear that sort of thing. And then they rephrased it to me and they said, do you distrust your power? And it was that, that kind of landed with me, which was a different thing. It's like, do I distrust my power? Do, and in many ways, I would say that your power is your unique vision, your unique calling, your unique way of serving the world. And that is, in many ways, that is your greatness. But with that greatness often comes a lot of our challenges. And I think that a lot of our our deepest fears, our deepest um shames and unworthiness and stuff like that comes up uh, when we start talking about the things that we really want. And I think that that's why a lot of people even have a hard time saying even to themselves what it is that they really, truly actually want. I mean, for one, there's, there's the whole, there's kind of the whole battle of actually really just discovering and finding out what it is that you really want. Cause that's not always the most straightforward thing. You know, like I said, there, there's often a lot of conditioning that is in that, that first like, Oh, well, this is the thing that I really want. Right. And, and it's not actually the thing you want. And sometimes you have to pursue that to a certain level to discover that it isn't, but it, it at least it opens up, a pathway that makes 
that makes what you want a little bit more clear. Mm -hmm. I kind of said a lot of things there, so I'm just going to turn it back over to you. (laughs) There's, there's a lot of ways that I could go with that. Let me start with this. Whatever you want in the beginning is leading you closer to what you truly want. So like, I don't know, for example, I watched some American idol, right? And you see these people and then there's some people like they're delusional. Like they think they can sing and they, they, they just, they're not able to sing. Singing is not their strong suit. And they're like, but this is my dream. And the thing is, is like, you might go along the path of whatever it is that you want to do. And you might discover that like, for example, singing isn't really your strong suit, but you think this is what I want. And I think that part of finding your greatness is about being able to redirect on the path, you know, like there, like (laughs) there's certain people, they're born a certain way at a certain time. They look a certain way or they sound a certain way. And it's like this, this kind of gift that just works. You know, some people have this voice that's just like this incredible voice. And if combined with the right, you know, the right personality and the right, uh, disciplines to practice it and and use it and enough creative spirit, they can do incredible things and they'll become remarkable musicians or singers. Singers is like one area of artistry, just one of like so many. And if you try to force yourself down that tunnel and you try to compete with somebody that has a voice like that, and maybe you're tone deaf, right? (laughs) And this is like, this is what I'm saying. Like, at, at a certain point, you might be going down a path thinking, this is what I want. And then you might realize down that path that this isn't actually for me. But that doesn't mean that that was a waste of time. What that did was it helped you to find out that that wasn't for you. And through finding out what wasn't for you, you're going to find out what is. And it's about, it's about being committed, but also being flexible and being open. Because learning about music and learning about singing, for example, might have been a really great thing for you to learn and it might be necessary on your journey, but it might not be the point. And mm-hmm. I think people are scared to ask for what they want because they, they think that the first thing that they want has to be the thing. And I just don't think it works like that. Not for everybody. Some people, maybe some people, maybe they just, I don't know, for whatever lucky thing, like Wayne Gretzky, like he, he got put into hockey at a young age. He had a father that wanted to train him there. He had a natural skill in that area he developed into the greatest. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So many kids are put into hockey. So many parents trying to help them do it. Hockey might not be their sport. It might not be where they're going to really flourish. It doesn't mean that like, like some, some people are going to get trained and they're not even going to make the NHL, let alone be the greatest amongst the best people in that sport, for example. Yeah. But I think the thing is, is that through, putting your attention and energy into something, you might discover that you actually can transfer that into something else. But if you get stuck on something and you try to make it the thing, then you're going to keep running into a problem and you're going to think, oh, well, this just doesn't work. And it's like, I I just think singing is a great example because look, I'm not a great singer (laughs) and I don't intend to be. But the thing is, is like some people have a certain kind of voice. It's like a natural thing that they have. And I could look at myself and say, well, you don't have that. So like you're less than, and I think a lot of people do that. And it's like, you know, maybe that's not your strong suit. Maybe your strong suit is somewhere else. And, and, and this like wanting to be like, like the, the only, I want to say this, the only reason why you would want to do something, I think that you're not really good at and you're not really naturally gifted for that isn't in your nature to do is because you think you need to, for some reason that's outside of your nature. Like we went back to these last couple of episodes we had, we, we were, I was kept saying like um, the image of the Oak tree is inside the acorn, right? Inside you, there's already a vision. And if you try to be a different thing, right? If you think, okay, well, I need to grow into a palm tree and you're meant to be an Oak tree 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're forcing something, you're trying to make something be a certain way, but you could be the best Oak tree in the world, you know, or the best palm tree. But if you're trying to be one or the other, when you're not, when that's not in your nature, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. And I think people do this all the time. And then they go, Oh, well, dreams are just for some people. And I just don't think that's true. I think you need to be more honest about your nature and figure out how to let that grow and flourish. Yeah. I think that, you know, the, the big word, that is starting to emerge for me in, in this conversation is, is this one of honesty, you know, like this is so much about really being super, super honest with ourselves. Like that's where we need to begin from, you know, and as we go along, you know, it, taking action towards doing something because, and I think that like with any goal or vision or dream or whatever, I mean, it's never about the end thing. You know, it's a, it's about it, it creating a life that you want to live, right? It's not about the thing. It's about creating the life that you want to live. And, um, we need to start from a place of honesty, but it's a continued, it's a continued process of honesty that we have throughout that, that whole journey Mm -hmm. because, you know, as we grow as we not, not just as we get older, but as we grow as human beings, we become wiser, you know, not just more intelligent, but wiser. And that wisdom is, is in many ways an honesty about ourselves and ourselves in the world. And, where we begin suddenly we, it takes us to a place where we begin to see ourselves in a way that's more truthful. We begin to understand ourselves in a way that is more truthful. And at that point we can go, okay, actually I honestly don't want to pursue this direction anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't, this is no longer the life that I want to be creating for myself, but it took it took that initial thing for you to start creating a life in this direction for you to come to that place to choose that next direction. Mm -hmm. So there's, it's, it's a dynamic thing. It's not a, and I think that's maybe where a lot of people get freaked out. You know, it's like what you're saying. It's like, it's not just this thing that's absolutely set in stone, but in many ways, we have to pursue that thing with all sincerity and earnestness in our lives. If we're going to, if we're going to be taken to the place it needs to take us mm-hmm. and, and we need to see what, what that thing might be. Right. Like for example, like when I, I, I was like nine years old, I think when I first declared to like my family that I wanted to be an actor when I grew up And that was everything that my life was about, was about, I wanted to be a great actor and I was taking classes and I was studying with the, with the people who I thought were going to be the best people to help me get better and, and try to get the best, you know, representation and agents and, you know, did all the things that I felt that were the right things to do. And I pursued it with all earnestness, um, you know, with dreams of becoming a big Hollywood star, for sure. You know, that was, that was, you know, while maybe being naive and is a very common story for a lot of people, you know, um, it, it was still one that was 100% sincere in the way that I was living. And it took me to a lot of places. It introduced me to a lot of people yourself included, Brandon. That's right. <laughs> you know, we like met, we met on the set of a commercial. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't after this thing, we never, we may, we never would have met. Yeah. I, I met my wife in an acting class that you brought me to, you there know, you like there's just, yeah. there are so many experiences and things. And while I still act, it's not the focal of my pursuit anymore, but had I not done that, th- there's, I would have never begun to uncover. It's like, Oh, this is what my life is really actually all about. My life is more. And I'm not saying that I know 100%, but I know that I know more now than I did then. 
Well, that's, and that the, 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 you're making my point here. You went for what you wanted and you go for it wholeheartedly and you go along the road and it brings out a certain part of your life. Look, if I didn't find acting or if acting didn't find me, cause that's actually how it happened. Cause I actually, until I was about 17, 18, actually, I didn't even think it was possible for me to be an actor. Didn't even think I like I even could do it. Like my parents told me when I was younger, I said, you know, I wanted to be an actor when I was younger. And they were like, Oh, it's only for certain people. And this is the crazy thing. I was a kid. I believed them. I actually in, until I was about 18 years old, I had in my mind that only certain people could do it. And I just wasn't one of them. And I just accepted that for 18 years. Yeah. And then, uh, what happened for me was an agent, I, I moved to Vancouver and an agent saw me working at a restaurant and like called me over, you know, and actually, you know, a very famous actress, Colby Smulders was the first person she came up and she talked to me and she's like, Hey, my agent wants to talk to you. And that agent ended up saying, Hey, look, come in for a meeting. And then he got me into acting classes. And that's how I started an acting career. I mean, up until that point, I just didn't even think it was a possibility for me. So I happened across this opportunity to be an actor now, I just want like the, my podcast listeners here to, to understand, like I was bullied in high school. I was shy. I was like, man, I could barely talk to people. Like, like now I'm on a podcast talking to like, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's crazy. The thing is, is that acting opened me up. It gave me a whole new world. Now, whether I become an actor like any further or do any more in the acting world doesn't really matter. Acting served a great purpose for me. It, it opened me up and it, it helped me to become a person that I might have not been able to come become had I not pursued it. So you don't really know what you're, you don't really know. So like, but I was passionate about acting and I just like, oh, what an opportunity. And I loved it. And of course I wanted to be, you know, amongst the best and all of that, but maybe for me, maybe it is that maybe there's, you know, there's still time. Who knows? I don't know how the story's going to unfold, but like up to this point, I loved acting. I loved my experiences of it. I've loved it. Whether it be, leads me to becoming a, a movie star or not, which is what I wanted when I first started, is kind of irrelevant. Because the thing is, it's just the doing of it and the, and the journey it brought me through and the person it allowed me to come, become. Like, that was, that was the point. But it's hard to see when you're in it. So, like, whatever your thing is, like, I think you got to kind of pursue it and it's going to help you become who you need to become. And then at a certain point, you might realize, like, hey, maybe this isn't actually what I want. And maybe, like maybe for me, acting isn't really my thing. It isn't really my point. It isn't in my nature to actually be an actor, but acting helped me to come out of my shell and it did its job for me yeah. so that I could be here and where here leads to and the next things that I'm doing. I mean, I don't know. Right. But like, I just think it's really important to, 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 to passionately go after what you want because that's going to bring you out. And then that person is going to make better decisions who you are before you go for what you want isn't capable of making your authentic decisions because they're too hidden away. They're too in a shell. Like that kid who was bullied in high school, who, you know, didn't really have friends was kind of a loner. Like he couldn't make the decisions for me that I truthfully would have wanted to make for myself. But the guy I am now who's, who went out and, and did some things now I can. And that's the thing, you know, you have to, you have to go for what you truly want. I could go on and on. There's so many benefits that have come out of just having an acting career for me that have been amazing aside from acting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where, like I, I could talk for the whole podcast about that alone, but I, I hope the point is made, you know, that you got to go for what you want, not necessarily because that's the point, but because the point is you're going to become who you need to become through doing it. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so many things that, um, that this is kind of like churning around, for me, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's this sort of concept through a lot of, um, you know, the old like wisdom traditions and, and even like some religious traditions where it's very funny. There's all of these very specific ways of doing things. You're on these schedules and, you know, it's like you eat at this time, you only eat certain things, you meditate for this time to this time. And, you know, and you sit with, you know, your guru from this time to the, you know, like it's, 
there's there's this whole structure that's involved with 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 this process but ultimately the 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 form of all of that is to completely disappear you know but like in some ways the form is necessary for a certain period of time <laughs> until you reach a point where the form is no longer necessary mm-hmm. and in many ways this is kind of like uh, a version of that it's like you know you need to you need to form that that vision that dream and you need to be honest about it with yourself and you need to you need to know what that thing is for yourself that, and and say all right this is what i'm doing mm-hmm. like in deciding to take action and choosing to do this this is what i am doing and pursuing it with sincerity with real sincerity i that that's crucial and and eventually the form is going to disappear you're no longer going to need that it's going to take you to wherever you need to get to right but and maybe that doesn't look exactly like the thing that you set out for i think when you're open it takes you to something that's even better you know and you and you pivot and you start moving towards that thing and then you you learn and you grow some more and you pivot and you move towards that thing you know it's it's this ongoing thing and i think that maybe that helps to take some of some of the the sting of that fear out of it because i think i mean i know for myself and and from a lot of interactions i've had with other people it's like you know it's it's a very scary thing to say something like oh well i want to be an internationally renowned or or acknowledged you know person in my field artist in my field you know whatever it is um because we feel so much like holy shit I'm on the hook for that. And I don't know how that's going to happen. And what happens if I don't make that happen? Mm -hmm. You know, what happens if that doesn't, like, what does that mean about me? You know, like there's all of these, I mean, I'll, I'll just say what, like, it doesn't mean that I'm immune to it, but it's something that I'm learning to acknowledge as being like, Oh, right. This is just my bullshit. You know, this is, this is all the bullshit that I have surrounding the thing that i want Mm -hmm. right that's just like oh but if i don't get there what does it mean about me and maybe you're not necessarily conscious of it in that realm but it's something that i've learned to recognize in myself is there's this very you know there's this very subtle process that's going on there when it comes to saying the things that i want you know and, and really and really owning those things is that it's there's this fear that if i don't do it then i'm a failure mm-hmm. then i'm a loser that what was the point in me ever trying you know the, the the potential disappointment and embarrassment and shame and all of this shit right and it's like it's and and it's all complete and utter bullshit it's complete and utter bullshit i don't mean that in, in the sense of like like stop being a baby it's just that look, those thoughts are just thoughts that you have around this. And those thoughts are bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's, it's an obnoxious idiot that you have running around in your consciousness that is simply trying to keep you where you are. Mm -hmm. Comfort, you know, people want comfort. People want safety. It's natural. I don't think anybody should beat themselves up or feel ashamed about that. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a, a certain level of comforts is, is a very good thing. Yeah. And it, there's nothing wrong with being comfort and there's nothing wrong, like comfortable and there's nothing wrong with being safe. Those are good things to have. And it's kind of like, you know, when are you going to jump out of the nest? You know, like when are you going to learn, like, like here's the thing in the nest, you're safe in the nest you're protected, right? Mommy takes care of you, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever your mommy is, right. doesn't have to literally be your mommy. Could be your daddy. Could be, could be, <laughs> could be anything. Could just be some it job be, you have. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
this thing takes care of you in the nest. You feel safe. You feel secure. But the thing is, you know, you got wings and you look out and you go like, I see other, I see other little birdies flying and I'd like to do that. And then you start to convince yourself, well, maybe I can't fly. What if I jump out and I don't have the wings to fly? And that's, that's the thing, right? It's like, you know, I think there comes a point sometimes where for some people, they, they either get kicked out of the nest and they learn that they have wings. And so like, you know, there's these, all these artists who have come from hard pass. And I think a lot of those people, what happened for them was they got kicked out of the nest in a, in a, in a way that probably wasn't good. Don't get me wrong. But mm -hmm. because that happened and whatever the divine timing of their life in some way, they somehow realized they had wings and then they just started to trust those wings. And that's why you see that crazy confidence in certain people, like real confidence, not arrogance, like real confidence where you're like, wow, this person, and they just, they're dedicated and they have that kind of quality. Right. And then there's other people who were nurtured, you know, people who had just had like, they had like great parents and great mentors, and great teachers. And, and they were told they had wings and they were told, you know, and they trusted these people and they jumped and their wings were there and they had a very like easy way to get out of the nest. And then there's most of us, which is caught in between. And we're not kicked out of the nest and we're not, we're not, um, you know, we're not mentored out of the nest. So we're in this place of like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have the wings. I see these other people have wings, but I don't, right. I don't know if I do. And I'm scared. I'm scared to jump out and I'm, I'm going to hit the dirt. And you know, whatever that is for you, it's like a metaphor. But I think the thing is that when you have something that's important enough to you, you're willing to try, you're willing to find out if you have wings and I'll go back to a story. And I've shared this probably a couple of times now, at least on the podcast. When I was 21, my dad, he, he took all my money. I had a house with them. He screwed me out of that. $10,000. Actually, it was really a lot more money because I gave him 10 and we made a bunch of money on these houses and then he took it all. And I was going down to LA and he called me on the day. It couldn't have been more poetic. And I said, you know what? Fuck you. And I drove to LA and I didn't have barely any money at all. And I had the gas to get down there and a little to get food. And then I just started figuring my way out. You know what I mean? But, but the thing is, is that the reason I was able to do that, there's a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons I was able to do that was I believed so much. And I, I just want to just quickly interrupt, just like for people who haven't heard this story before, because um, you didn't, I don't think you actually mentioned what you did. Your dad called you on the day you were heading down to LA and yeah. he told you basically like if you went down to LA that he, you, he, you weren't getting any of the money, yeah. like basically like disowned from the family that sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. It was very like, like, and I, and I was just in that moment I was like, well, you know, I could stay and the safe thing was to stay. Obviously, you know, the safe thing was to, to, to go to the money, to stay in the nest and all of that. And I, I jumped, I leaped and you know what? I was better off. And the thing is that I learned was like the, in that moment, like in that, that was one of those moments where it's like, if I, don't do this. Like I'm going to be controlled for the rest of my life. And I feel like that's kind of what happens when you don't go for what you really want. You're basically saying like, you can own me. And if you create enough of a feeling of disgust with that, you'll jump out of that fucking nest and you'll find out if you have wings. Cause the, I, to me, the idea of being controlled, especially by somebody who was going to Lord that over me was so ugly that I was like, fuck it. Like there's really only one way to go. And, and I'm in Vancouver and that was South. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was like, I'm going down there and look, man, like, like, I'll just tell you some stories. I was in class with Chris Evans. Fucking, I was there. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just there with movie stars. Like we're in class hanging out. You know what I mean? Like I got to experience stuff like that. Just hanging out, like, like, getting to act with people who are in major motion pictures today, you know, like people that just incredible. And he was in fantastic four already. Like he was already in like, you know, and it's like, I got to do stuff like that because I went out and I tried and look, man, I didn't have the career like that, but I got to go out and live out some childhood dreams. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that 
it, what it did for me is it demystified a lot of things for me. Like I used to look at people like, remember my story when I shared at the beginning of this podcast, I said, my, my mom had said acting is only for some people. I believed that till I was 18. Then at 21, or actually it was technically 23 was when I actually was in class with Chris Evans to being 23, to be in class with a guy that's like a movie star and be talking with him and hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to be, to go from a kid that didn't even believe he could be in the industry to be in the same class, to be talking about acting with someone like that. You know what I mean? Like think of whatever stars you want. I mean, that's just a, like, and there were other people too. He was the only guy, but I'm just giving you an example. And it's like, to go from not even believing you could even be a part of it to being that, like, if that's not success in life, I don't know what is. And that's just jumping from the nest and being willing to try it out. You know what I mean? And, and these are things like, these are experiences that you get to have and insights and people you get to meet by just trying to go out there. Now, acting doesn't need to be the end goal or the main point for me. But the point is, is that I think we got to leave the nest, you know, and, 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 and we got to do this over and over, you know, you got to jump from the nest over and over. And in my own way, again, I got to jump from the nest once again, because there's comfort in where I am now. Um, you yeah, know, but I, this think, is, this I think, I think it's a, conti- it's a continual process. You know, like we've said so many times in the show, there's never, there's never an end point or one as one of our, our favorite philosophers that we talk about all the time, Alan Watts would say, it's like, there's never a point where you can say, ah, yes, I finally arrived. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, there's, there is no arrival point in many ways. You have already arrived. You yes. have arrived at life. You have arrived in life. And now it's about what you're doing in this life, the action that you take in this life. And, and, I mean, I, I don't know necessarily where I was going with that, but I actually, that was sort of the point of where I was going with it is that it's like, you know, it's, there's, there's never necessarily any, you don't have to be attached to any sense of, of a specific reality happening. You know what I mean? But it's, Again, I will, I'll reiterate that I'm realizing there's this importance in the sincerity of, of our pursuit. Yes. You know, and how sincerely we are pursuing it. And sometimes it is very important for us to have some sort of, you know, tangible thing that we're, we're putting on it, right? Um, one of the metaphors that I don't remember what book I got this from. Maybe it was from one of the books about flow from... Uh, from that guy, uh, Chick sent me high. It's his last name. It's got a crazy last name. Anyhow, he was like the guy who like first started talking about flow state and they're talking about like, as far as how we kind of set goals or how we pursue something, it was, they use this analogy of a mountain climber and essentially there's a peak you know, like the, the climber or the team of climbers, in, which is often the case, especially for, for more treacherous climbs, you go with multiple people. But there's a plan to climb to a certain peak. It's like, all right, we're hiking to the top of Everest or to K2 or Kilimanjaro, whatever it is. There's, so there's a very clear, definable goal that is there. But... The point is not just to go to the to go to the peak. I mean, maybe it is, but then why not just take a helicopter? Mm-hmm. Far less time, far 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 easier to do it that way. And that's precisely the point: is that the it's not the peak is not the point for the climbers. They're called climbers because they love to climb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love to do the thing but they need to have the goal in place that allows the climb to be possible. Mm-hmm. Right. There's otherwise there's, there's no way it's like, you could love to climb. It's like, all right, what are you climbing? Ah, you know, I don't know. I, you know, like it's like, well, that's not climbing. You know, you need to make some sort of decision, whether it's a big one or a small one. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing that this weekend. I'm climbing this this weekend, or I'm doing that in a couple of months. Right. Like there's, there's something real and tangible that that facilitates 
the the real juice of it <laughs> to be yeah. extracted. There's a challenge in the journey. And the challenge is is really the thing that makes makes it kind of the point. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of our life we're we're trying to avoid challenge all the time. And you know, and we want controlled challenge. We want challenge that we can't fail at. It's yeah. challenging, but I can't fail. I know I'll succeed. And there's certain yeah. things in life that what you really want, you don't know if you can succeed. And that's what's scary. And I think people just avoid it altogether because they're like, well, unless I know that I can succeed, I don't even want the challenge because they think that the point is to succeed, but it isn't. I mean, yeah. sometimes, I mean, you know, there are certain things that like, for example, like Everest, for example, that you need certain gear and you need certain conditions to even be able to do it. You know, it's not like you can just do it at any time. And yeah. with any, like, you can't just wear a pair of shorts and be like, okay, I'm going up Everest today. Like, no problem. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. There's a lot of preparation. There's a lot of things. So a lot of people tried to climb Everest and didn't make it all the way. And then they came back down and then they learned and they tried again and they tried again yeah. until someone actually climbed it. And then people started to repeat that pattern. So whatever your goal or your dream is like, you know, just think about it this way, whatever you're trying to do for you is the first time. So you might have to climb it and come back down and then climb it again and then come back down. And, you know, you're going to learn every time and failure is all a part of the process. And I think that school does us a major disservice, you know, Hey, I haven't had a school rant for a little while, but here you go. Yeah. It's like school teaches us that failure is bad and, and yeah. failure is life, man. You fail, 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 and you succeed. And because you succeed once, it's so worth it for all those failures. Yeah. You know, and here's the other thing about failure that people often forget. If you, if you do something and then you fail and you do it again, but this time you do it better, you get further something, you get a little bit further and then you fail at something new, you succeeded at the last failure, but you failed at the new failure. So now your challenge is not necessarily to get to the peak. Your challenge is to beat that last failure. And life is like that. You know, it's a lot of like, okay, I, this didn't work. Let me try again, or let me go a different way, or let me do something different. You know, the first person that tried to do something, you know, on, on Everest, for example, or, or one of these major mountains, I don't know which one it was. They just, they ran out of oxygen. They couldn't breathe. It wasn't like people think it's all oh, because you're too cold or all oh, because it's too steep. It's because we didn't know you, you need more oxygen. You can't survive. Right. And so yeah. people couldn't breathe. So the thing is, is that they didn't know that until they went up there and experienced it. And so life is like that. You got to go up there and you got to experience it. You know, you, you don't know what it's like until you go up there and you do it. And then you've mm -hmm. been there and you know, and so you're prepared the next time and you think, Oh my God, I got to do it all over again next year. Yeah. That's, that's the thing, man. Like if you think that all your dreams just have to come true the first time you even go for them, I mean, you know, like, but what are you going to do? That's not the point. <laughs> not the point. You're going to stay in your nest. You're going to stay in your little safe comfort zone your whole life. Like that's not really what you want. And you know yeah. that, and that's why you're listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, and then maybe it's like, again, it's like, um, you know, like I always, I use this expression with my students with Meisner. It's like, it's all grist for the mill. Yeah. Including the mill. Um, <laughs> we would say. And, and cause that's the thing. It's like, if you get to that certain point, you can just go, it's like, Oh, maybe I'm pursuing the wrong dream because what I'm, I'm, it's interesting how like, you know, you, there are certain like authors and speakers and, you know, people that you come across and, and there's little things that they've said or, or written that, that stick in your mind. And then they, they come up just and they formulate in a, in a new kind of way. That's what's happening for me right now. Nice. Um, you know, there's two people who, who that, that popped in. One was, is Rob Bell who had this expression of this is what comes with it mm. as well as um, Jordan Peterson talks. Uh, I've heard him talk at certain points about like the, he calls it the burden you're, you're, you choose to bear. Mm. Right. That, that That's kind of, um, it's a very, maybe I don't quite like his terminology for it. It's very kind of a bleak sort of uh, <laughs> outlook on it, but it's with anything that you pursue, there are things that come with it mm -hmm. and with that. And what comes with it are the challenges that you 
are willing to accept. And it's important that you willingly accept them. It's like, okay, you know what? I want to go this way. I want to try and do this. And I'm going to go after that. And there are challenges that are going to be, that are going to come up on the way. I don't know what all of those things are. You might have an idea of what some of those things will be, but you say, but I'm willing to accept those challenges. That way we're not sort of like bowled over when the, when we start confronting the challenges. And in addition to that, those challenges are for you. Mm -hmm. You know, those challenges aren't there to stop you. They are for you to become the person that you need to be for you to continue on the direction that you need to go into as per the conversation earlier on, right? Like it's, it, it is going to lead you to whatever the thing is that, or wherever you need to go to either correct course or stay the course or whatever the hell it is that you need to do in that moment. Or become who you need to become. Or become who you need to become. But those challenges are all there for that reason. Mm -hmm. And if you willingly accept them, you are willingly embracing and accepting your own human evolution and growth. And you are accepting your, your call in the world. You're accepting your passion in the world. You are accepting your nature, what and and your your dreams and your declaration of of here i am so to mm -hmm. speak that's well said um, i want to say this we're all a little bit delusional <laughs> we're all a little delusional we're all a little bit out of reality and the reason is is that we all have a perception and our perception is largely influenced by culture and friends and family and stuff which makes us delusional because they don't know the way either, but they told you the way. And they're like, parents were like, this is how the world works. This is what to do. This is blah, blah, blah. Teachers told you this friends tell you this blah, blah, blah. And, and you, and you believe it. And that's why you're delusional because you know, you, you are out of reality and reality is such a difficult thing for any of us to grasp. And I don't know if any of us have actually fully grasped reality, but I think we can get a little closer to it and get a little closer and we get a little closer yeah. and reality. Like I love the whole concept of it in the sense that people will say, well, that's not realistic. And I'll be like, what do you know about what's realistic? You know what I mean? Like, how do yeah. you, how do you know that? How do you verify that? Like, Oh, so-and-so told me so, or, you know, or whatever, like these are the averages. Like that isn't reality. That's just you taking whatever data and then making that and trying to say that this is how it works. But like, you know, one of the best ways to experience reality is to experience it. You know, it, <laughs> you know, the, the only way you're going to really experience gravity is taking a little tumble. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and that's, that, that's part of life. So if you're trying to avoid the tumble and you're going to tell me what gravity's like, well, you don't know the person, you know, the person who knows what, what it feels like to fall, they know what it feels like to stumble they're going to have a better understanding of how that works. Right. And then many things are like that. And so, you know, I want to say this all to artists, right? Because I think that you want to be good. You know, you want to be good at what you're doing. You, you want all your work and all your training to add up to something. And maybe you go into the audition room or you step on the stage or, you know, uh, you get into the environment and you realize like, Hey, I'm, I'm not as good as I thought I was. That's some, sometimes that's some reality feedback, you know? And if you're not getting the reaction that you, you think you should be getting, you know, you take that feedback and you can say like, something's wrong with me, which is a way to kind of um, interpret your reality. Or you could say, well, okay, I thought I was good. Now I'm realizing I'm not as good as I thought I was. What do I need to do to be as good as I want to be? And mm -hmm. um, just a great example is like, you know, you see some of these people on like, uh, just example, like American Idol, for example. And, you know, and some people, they're incredibly talented. Some people are very talented, but they're not necessarily top tier. And then there's some people who are kind of good. They have potential. And then there's some people that just like they're tone deaf and they just, they, they just don't have it. Right now, when you're, when you're like great and 
whatever, and you, and you get the feedback and people love it and the response is good, there's a certain feedback in that. When you get feedback like, oh, you could work on this, you need to take that feedback if you want to improve. If you're tone deaf, you know, you don't want to just trust one person necessarily. But like, if you continually get kind of people like when you sing, they aren't kind of coming back and being like, yeah, that's great. You're like, like, like you got to learn to read the room. You know what I mean? Like, and this is part of the art, right? Like, I mean, for example, you could be in an acting class and your teacher's like, Oh, great job. Great job. But it's like, can you trust that teacher? Are they actually tell, are you actually doing a good job? Or are they sh- just telling you this to try and like keep you happy? And you need to have these type of critical questions so you can start to, uh, you know, evaluate whether you're actually doing a good job or not because reality is such a such a like a, a fickle thing like we we take a lot of reality based on the feedback we get but we got to like really consider the source so if your mom tells you you're good at something i mean that, i don't know if that's that credible of a source <laughs> you know what i mean but if a stranger who doesn't know you from anybody uh you know says you're good well there's one of two things that could be happening. You actually could be good or they could be awkward around you and they don't want to tell you the truth. And you need to be able to go, okay, are they telling me this because I'm actually good? Or are they telling me this because they're awkward around me and I'm actually not good and they just don't want to hurt my feelings. And you need to ask yourself those types of questions if you truly want to be good at your art. And when people want to be liked more than they want to be good at their art, that's where they become delusional and to a point where it's very hard to help them. And you, yeah. you need to get over your need to be liked and you actually got to like decide to put your craft first, whatever that is for you. You got to decide to be like, okay. And if you really like, don't think that you are willing to be good at that thing to the level that it'll take, go try something else maybe. But like, like, listen, I, I shared this story on one of the last podcasts. I talked about how I played for a soccer team. We we're the best in the league and I was the worst on the team. But after I played for them for two years, I was the captain of my next team, but I sucked and I rode the bench, man. And it, I, I came home crying because it was like so hard to just like be the worst player on the team. <laughs> but I trained with them and I practiced with them and I learned all their tricks and I watched them and I sucked and I sucked and I sucked until I didn't, but I was willing to continue to get better and better and better. And I was willing to go through that pain, but I was willing to be in reality that I wasn't the best player as badly as I wanted to be. I was willing to be honest that I wasn't. And that's what it takes, I I think, on your journey is like, just don't need to be good so badly. Like, let Mm -hmm. yourself not do something well and just try to figure out how to do it well. And, and, And don't do it because you want to be liked or because you want to be approved of because you want to get somewhere. Do it because like you actually want to figure out how to be good at this thing. Yeah. And I mean, like there's definitely, there can definitely be a trap with, you know, getting the feedback of lots of people, like especially in today's day and age with the amount of trolls that there are out there. Um, But you know, it, it comes down to, to you, truly believing and caring about the thing it is that you do. You know, I, um, the other day I saw this video and I thought it was just fantastic. And it's, it's interesting because it, it fits so well within this conversation and this is kind of an old video. So I'm maybe late to the party on this one, but, um, <laughs> It was this video of this this guy at I think it was called at like the Sasquatch Music Festival or something like. Oh yeah, I know the video you're talking. Eleven about. years ago, yeah. There's this guy just like this hillside, and there's just this shaky footage of yeah. this guy just like just dancing, just dancing like a madman. But like, just you can tell he's having a great time. Was he under the influence of some substances? There's probably a good chance, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. This guy was the only guy in this whole field dancing everyone else was sitting around he was just having a ball he was going to dance and he was going to dance his face off because that's what he wanted to do (laughs) and you just see like oh there's one one person sort of joins them just kind of almost as a lap you know and they're kind of dancing with them and they're dancing just the two of them for a while and then oh you know a third and a fourth person kind of join in and there's like four people kind of dancing 
and they're going for a little while. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, another four people show up and they're, they're starting to dance. Next thing you know, like the whole, like this whole field of people, you just see like groups and mobs of people just sprinting to this group. And next thing you know, like there's this massive amount of people all just dancing to the music. And I thought, wow, that's like, that's it. To me, I was like, that's such an incredible like microcosm of how this shit operates, you know, like in, in a big scale of, of our lives, you know, it's like, sometimes you're just like, you're just one person out there dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're, you're the only one who's out there dancing, but you know what? Like you believe in what it is that you're doing. You care about it. Like you love it. And so you just keep on dancing and you know what? Maybe no one's joining you for a while. Maybe it seems like nobody's really paying attention, but then you got one person, a couple more people. Next thing you know, it's just like, it hits a point of critical mass, you know, where it's like, suddenly it's like everybody, like you are the place to be, Mm -hmm. you know, and it happens like it's, it's like this slow buildup, you know, it's like slow, 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 slow. And then it's like, you know, that, that, that boulder reaches the top of the hill and then it just starts gaining momentum. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, you don't know, You, you, you don't know, by doing what you want to do and by doing that authentically and going for what you want and just being in the presence of, of that pursuit, the journey that you're on and being in that you, you don't know like what's happening by being authentic and the impact that that can have. And I think when you do things from an inauthentic place, meaning that you're trying to actually manipulate something. You're trying to do something to get something. You're trying to do it because you want to control something that's inauthentic, right? That's not really, there's, there's something like dishonest about that. Right. And, and you get frustrated because when you're, you're trying to get a response, or you're trying to get something out of what you're doing. What ends up happening is you, you might not get the result you want because the inauthenticity kind of reads and it's like an energy you know, it's hard to describe when something's inauthentic, but when something's really authentic, it's like there's some type of truth in it. And when there's some type of truth, it lands with someone else and you don't know where or how or with whom or with what that truth is going to land. And, and I think at the end of the day, the whole point of this conversation really is that by going for what you truly want for the sake of going for it, you, you actually tap into your authentic power and your mm-hmm. authentic power can do things that are so far beyond what you think is in reality. So you don't know what can happen by being authentic, but because people are so scared to authentically go for what they want, that they, they're always trying to game the system. They're always trying to do something to get liked or to get control or to get power or do something. It's like, you never really see how powerful you are. Mm-hmm. But when you do something because you believe in it, because it's inside of you and you feel like it's an expression that needs to come out, incredible stuff will happen. And it's like the gravity thing. You're not going to be able to experience that until you try it. So you got to go try it. And like, I guess this is, I guess what I'm saying is my call to action is an act of faith is for me to say like, look, like you got wings. And the only way your wings are going to come out is if you authentically express yourself. And I, in a world that's telling you not to, in a world that's trying to tell you that you can't, in a world that's telling you you have to do it another way, look, look, there's something inside of you. And, and whatever that is, you, what you're going to actually find out is that that thing that's inside of you, if you're bold enough to express it, there's a lot of other people waiting around wishing they could, and they see you do it and you give them permission. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's how I see it. It's, it's permission, man. Like authentic vision is permission. You give permission to the rest of the world to join you in something. Yeah. And it begins with you giving permission to yourself. hundred percent. Yeah. What's your beer? What is my beer? I'm drinking, uh, I'm drinking a brew from how sound. 
Housetown Brewing Company, and I'm drinking the Hop Razor West Coast IPA. Nice. And it's um, it's 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 a it's a it's a hefty one. It's um very rich. I was kind of surprised at how kind of rich tasting it is. Like it's quite it's quite dark. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been doing the job. Nice. <laughs> how about my, yourself? My beer is called Beep Beep. And it's, uh, it's literally called beep beep and it's a small IPA. I don't even know what a small IPA is. I'm not really sure what that means, but it's by steel and Oak brewing co and, um, really cool little, little can actually. I don't know if you guys can see yeah. that. There you go. Oh, yeah, I can sort of see that now. Yeah, it's very simple. Yeah. Um, it smells nice. delicious and, um, tastes, it, t- it smells very sweet. Um, the taste is a little bit more hoppy and a little more bitter than it smells but uh, it's actually really quite quite a good beer i'm actually enjoying it a lot yeah they so. do they do good stuff over there at steel and oak yeah so well man i mean this is one of those conversations that there may be some kind of part two i think that comes out down the road or yeah. this might just be we might just be on a path of like having a kind of persistent conversation about these kind of points because the last few we've had and if you like this one honestly like go back and listen to the last couple because they're very related to this um i feel like we could just keep going like there's so much more that that can come out and there's a lot of areas that we talked about what we didn't cover because you know you have to pick a path <laughs> we did <laughs> um but i want to hear your final thoughts on this episode and, and kind of what you got from it and what yeah, you want to um, take away yeah, no, there are some really good takeaways for me personally in this one. Like ones that like when when we sort of step away, <laughs> whatever, I'm I'm gonna go and I'm I'm gonna reflect on it <laughs> a little bit more just for just for myself. Um and and it's I think this conversation has really emboldened me to just get like, again, just get really honest with myself and, you know, and just be like, like, geez, just, just declare, just say what it is that, that I want and that I want to do. And, and again, to just like accept whatever challenges come with it, you know, and just like, just say like, yeah, all right, I'm willing to take those things on for this, for this thing that is inside me because, there's on some level, a part of me knows that I am bigger than any of the challenges that could come up. Um, and, and that I'm more capable than I think that I am. You know, I think that's a huge part of our continued evolution as, as human beings is we continually realize that we are more capable than we thought we were. That's awesome. Well, my final thoughts. This has emboldened me as well. It's, it's, it's um, inspired me to really take a look at some things and to really, really consider what's the most important thing. And I guess this, we didn't necessarily get into this, but maybe this is what I'll say is my last point. I, I think that one of the things that I, I try to remind myself of is that this is, this is a journey. You know, when you start out your journey and you, you, you pick where you want to go, you're not really like, you're not really ready to face the challenges that you're going to face. And you have no idea what they are. But at that current moment, when you begin, you're usually far from ready. And there's a lot to learn. But as you go along, you face challenges, you overcome them, you get better, you, you get reality, you face these things. You become a journeyman or a journey woman, right? Whatever you want to put it. But you become this like traveler, this experienced traveler of your dream and you get better. And the things that once seemed impossible start to seem within reach. And then you can, you can even see further, you can see farther how you can go. And if I was to give this like a, a, a parable, like a kind of an analogy, I would say like, just imagine you're on this hike and you, you want to climb over this mountain and see what's on the other side. And maybe part of it initially was you just wanted to get to the peak, but then 
you know, as you got to the peak of that mountain and you climbed back down the other side into this next valley and you saw all the other mountains you could climb and you went, wow, actually I want to go over there. You, you learned, you know, you learned how to, how to, how to travel. Like you learned how to rock climb. You learned how to, how to cinch a rope. You learned how to deal with puddles and mud and river and, and, uh, how to just go through, challenges that you just didn't expect. Maybe you face some snow, maybe you face some cold weather, some warm weather, right? But by the time you get to that other side and you face that stuff, you're just so much better for the next journey. But you have to go on the journey to be better at the journey. So pick the journey you want that you truly want because you're on a journey anyway. And whatever journey you pick, it's designed to prepare you for it. So you will become and you will live up to whatever journey you choose. So you choose a small journey, you'll become small because that's all the journey asks of you. If you choose a big journey that demands a lot of you, you'll become great because it demands a lot of you. But it will feel the same to you because the things that actually, it'll actually be easier to do the harder thing because if you care more about the harder thing than you do about the lesser thing, it'll actually be easier because you'll have the care inside of you to do the thing like you want to do it whereas i find often the mediocre stuff the stuff we don't really want we don't care to do it because it's not really what we wanted so my final kind of message and reminder to myself is be the journeyman that you want to be and pick the journey that you truly want thanks for listening to the show If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.